Welcome to MedKinza Talks, your go-to source for bite-sized content in becoming future doctors. I'm your host, Kinza Hussein, and I'm a second-year medical student helping students navigate the ins and outs of one of the most competitive careers. I will be sharing the lessons I've learned and inviting guest speakers to provide real quality advice to help you get into medical school, succeed as a med student, and prepare you to become a future doctor. Want more free quality advice? Subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram at MedKinza, where I post videos and infographics delivering content to you every week. Now sit back, relax, and learn something new. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every week. Hey, welcome. This is episode 23. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Zach. He is a college freshman in Tampa, Florida, majoring in biomedical sciences, and he reached out to me on Instagram to tell his his story to our listeners on the podcast. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining. I'm really excited to learn more about what your history is, your pre-med journey, and everything. So thank you for reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and get started, and I guess tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and how your pre-med journey started. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So I've always known that I wanted to be a doctor since I was in like sixth grade, but up until that, I was like, I'm going to be an actor, but... I found out, yeah, it was interesting. Um, but in like sixth grade, when I first took like a science class, my science teacher was the best. So I just fell in love with science. And I was like, what science careers? Doctor. So mm-hmm. I always thought that. So like as a kid, you don't really know like what you really want to like do. So um, when I kept going through and kept taking science classes throughout high school and stuff, I just kept finding more and more and more reasons that um, I wanted to be a doctor and more defined reasons other than just saying I love science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I started um, by taking like just biology and then chemistry 10th grade and then through out and then I took AP biology and anatomy in 11th grade and then taking those courses it was just like wow this is like really cool and then I took AP chemistry in 12th grade but um. I did a project in ninth grade that really defined why I wanted to go into medicine and I want to practice medicine in like third world countries where medical care is scarce. Yeah. Um, And I I don't really know too many people that have the same ambitions for that as me. Um, But it's like, after taking all those science courses, it really just helped me gain the knowledge of doing that, which led me to um, the major of biomedical sciences. So what was your project that you did in ninth grade? If you want to talk a little bit to that and how it really defined medicine for you and your future career choice. Yeah. Okay. So I believe it was in one of my English classes. We just spoke about, I think, so my teacher, she was from another country and um, it was, I think it was semantics and logic. And we were talking about like just different projects um across the world and like just humanitarianism and stuff like that but very brief because it's ninth grade um and like I found out that like I know that's pretty like first world of me to say but that people like in other countries didn't have access to medical care and I was like so appalled by that I was like that's a thing because like if I like break my arm I can be at a hospital within five minutes basically anywhere in the country which is insane to me yeah so just learning that and then it also helped that my um biology teacher in ninth grade was so awesome and just so hands-on and really just taught us a lot so that was like one of the main 
like things. I don't really remember too much about what the project was about per se, but just about. That's um, what opened your eyes to third world countries and practicing mm -hmm. medicine there. So I'm sure you're still young in your career, but have you um, done any service work or do you have plans to do some service work? Yeah, so I haven't done any in the medical field yet, but I volunteered for the Boys and Girls Club, if you're familiar with that is. I'm actually not sure what that is. Um, well, it's an organization. It's the Boys and Girls Club of America, okay. um, but each um, city has like their own branch. So I, I'm in from Tampa, Florida, so the Boys and Girls Club of Tampa Bay. Um, and there was a Boys and Girls Club right across the street from my high school, literally right across the street. So... I would go there after school as like a place to go because my house was a little too far. So it would be just a place for me to go until my parents could pick me up. But then like I kept exploring and like just seeing like, I've, I've just have a passion for science and education. So I love like tutoring. Yeah. Like, so I was, I was a natural science tutor at my high school for all sciences um, for like incoming freshmen and sophomores. Um, but like just seeing like that kids were, severely underprivileged was just so eye-opening and I was like so I volunteered there um for four years in high school yeah so I would always tutor made really good relationships with everyone um there the staff and then I even like went on to be employed by them my sophomore and junior year of high school at their administrative office with the like CEO CFO people like that doing administrative tasks um so yeah so you would definitely say sticking to an extracurricular for a long time versus doing a lot of different ones for maybe a short time is more valuable it's more valuable i also did do more like shorter period volunteerism acts and just going on to extracurricular i was a four-year varsity swimmer yeah. and i was in band for four years so those are also two more long-term things i i mean i was in band in middle school too but like i mean just having that but I also like did other small service acts like um I volunteered to do like this like chili thing through um you know interact or um you know that club no no <laughs> I'm just nodding my um, head you know, like, yes I'm listening <laughs> Rotary International is like the interact is like um the basis of for high school but I just did that briefly because my anatomy teacher was the sponsor for that club so I was like oh that'll be fun yeah. But I just did smaller things like that and always like helped like middle school bands and stuff like that. It's so great that you were involved. Uh, looking back, you know, something that I regret definitely in high school, I feel like I was all, always too shy to get involved in high school. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I honestly, I didn't even join really any clubs. It was a lot for me to even go to club meetings. And I kind of look back and I just feel like, I think if I were to go back and do it over, I probably still would be too shy. So I'm like really happy to hear that you got yourself involved in all these different activities and it's going to lead you to like a really good college experience. When I went to college, I was like, I can't do what I did in high school. Like I can't stay in my little and, and be shy and not get involved. So that actually influenced my decision-making for when I chose which college I wanted to go to. I chose a smaller college, so fewer students in the class. And that also meant like the competition was a little bit lower when it came to applying for different leadership positions at the school, like mm -hmm. being as a person in, in admissions or giving tours or doing orientation leader, you know, like different stuff. So 
um, for anyone listening, if you feel like maybe in high school, you know, you didn't do all these amazing activities or all this amazing service work, maybe think about going to a school where you feel like you'll be able to. That mm-hmm. was a huge, huge, it played a big role in my decision making, right? And it paid off. I actually got really involved in college and that's what medical schools see. So like, if you guys are wondering, if any pre-meds are on here are wondering, do, med- do medical schools look at your high school um, history. They don't actually, they, they don't even look at your SAT or your grades or anything. So it's really important to kind of walk into college with like the attitude you have where like you want to do service work and you're going to be able to talk about that service work when you're applying to med school and you're going to be able to use it as a reason for why, yes, one, you want to be a doctor, but also two, like why you want to go to that med school specifically. So a lot of schools really want to create doctors that are going to work in rural areas just in the U.S. alone because there are areas in our country that lack you know the proper health care. I've seen it yeah. Right yeah so that is like a really great way to basically put together your application and be like you know you're just getting started I'm sure you've already gotten involved in some stuff like your first semester and I'll ask you about that just in a second but you're gonna be able to say, I did these activities, these community service, like um, related activities for four years in college. And that's what I, that's why I wanna be a doctor, one. And two, that's why I wanna to go to your med school because you want more rural doctors. And three, I'm gonna like apply it to the world when I'm ready and I'm gonna go global. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a theme, I would say. Yeah, your application turns into a theme that way. And mm-hmm. that's going to help you get in because you're going to be able to tell a really beautiful story. So I'm done ranting. I'm sorry that I kind of went on a spiel. But that's okay. Yeah, no, it's a great way to kind of structure your application. Piggybacking off of that really quick, actually, you saying how you were a little shy. I had the one of the best opportunities of my life to go to a leadership camp for just one week over the summer of my before my senior year. Um. And I was, believe it or not, I was extremely like shy. I didn't do any, I mean, of course I did these activities, but I wasn't like, it because I was so comfortable with the small crowd that I was doing it with, like the students I was tutoring or just being around the Boys and Girls Club atmosphere. I didn't have lots and lots of friends in high school. Like I wasn't really known that way, if you know what I mean. But going to the leadership camp, there was so many, everyone there was so, willing to accept me and um just be happy to be there and like it changed my mindset so it brought me because i was actually the captain of my swim team my senior year so before i um sorry about that can you hear that no that's okay okay um but before i um was uh sorry where was i saying Okay, background can be so distracting. It happens to me yeah. all the time when I'm filming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, um, okay, yeah. So my, like, freshman, sophomore year, the captains of the swim team, the band leadership, they were trying to be as inclusive as possible. But going to the leadership camp, I was like, how can I take what I learned here and bring it there? Because I saw it firsthand as being a leader. I was like, okay, these are the shy kids. So my, I made sure to incorporate everyone. So having that switch of mind, like, I don't leave anyone out. I incorporate everyone. If you're shy, you're not getting away from me. Like, just um, being able to recognize. So, like, if people are listening, 
um, and you're shy, just try and find those people that are outgoing. Or if you think that you can't do something, just being, you can be the person to change it. You can be like, I'm the one that is going to not be shy. It's going to take a lot of courage. And it definitely took a lot of courage for me to speak up. But once you do it, everyone listens. Yeah. It's, it, it's really crazy. Yeah. You have to be confident, right? And like almost yeah. fake it till you make it. Cause like in the beginning, you're going to be kind of faking your confidence maybe. Yeah. I am big on like doing the Superman pose. I still do it in front of the mirror when I have something like really important to do that I'm really nervous about. I go to the bathroom, <laughs> I have to take like deep breaths and do the Superman pose to like feel confident. Yeah. And sometimes like, I'm actually really nervous sometimes when I'm filming and a lot of people say, like, you look like a natural. Like, it doesn't even yeah. look like you're nervous. And I'm like, well, I edited all the parts out where I couldn't breathe because I was so nervous. And I had to, like, take gasps of air. Or, like, the part where I kept tripping over my words. And, like, I'll forget English sometimes when I'm filming. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, you don't show those people that, like, that side of you all the time. But it's real. And, like, you have to fake your confidence until finally one day, like, you're super confident. And it just comes natural to you. And I like yeah. that you went to a camp. Like, if you guys are still young, even if you're not early in your career, you could do it now. Like, right now, I was thinking just this morning, like, I need to take a public speaking class. Maybe mm-hmm. that will help me. And, like, here I am with a podcast, YouTube, Instagram. Like, I'm always <laughs> talking, but I still feel like I need a public speaking class. Yeah. Because if anything, like, there's always room for improvement. So I really like that, you know, you did take that initiative and like you transformed yourself into a really great leader and you're a leader who can see like who the shy kids are and you really try your best to mm-hmm. change that about them so that they can like become leaders one day too. So yeah. for anyone listening, take that initiative, like watch some YouTube videos if you have to on like some tips and just try to apply them in like your everyday life. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, even if you're faking it in the beginning, eventually you're not going to be faking it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I want to, like, talk a little bit more, I guess, about what your future may look like. So you're a freshman, and if you want to talk to, like, if you've done anything so far, um, your first semester that you think is going to, you know, build, be a part of your application to medical school, because, like, again, it starts right when you you get admitted to college, so if you mm-hmm. want to talk to that a little bit and like what your future looks like, go ahead. The floor is yours. Okay. Thank you. So, um, I, since I'm, I'm actually like on zoom university right now, cause like of COVID and everything, but, um, it, everything's online right now. Yeah. I actually didn't get involved in anything yet because everything's online. I'm definitely going to in the future, like probably this coming semester, but um a lot of people are struggling with that right now yeah it was it was definitely a shift because like i'm a 2020 graduate so like right like directly in right after spring break we transitioned to like online school high school which was insane and then all of a sudden um like it was summer and then all of a sudden I'm in college. Like it was like, what? Like, and I'm done with my first semester <laughs> and it's, it's truly crazy. But I mean, so far, like my, the only thing I have to attest to college right now is I got a 4.0 my first semester. Yay! I know that's, I mean, it's really exciting. I really worked hard for it. Sorry about the noise. Fine. Can you hear it? Is it loud? I mean, I can hear it, but, like, your voice is still louder than the noise in the background, so don't even worry about it. Okay. So can I briefly go back to, like, 
college applications, yeah. like my senior year. So what happened, I had the goal of going to, can I name colleges? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Florida State University, because I'm from Florida. Like that was my dream to go there. Um, I applied to every single Florida school. Um, and I know this is probably really an, is not applicable to like medical school application, but I got a super score of 1080 on SAT, which is not good okay. at all. Um, it's actually extremely low. Out of um, what, if you don't mind me asking? 1600. Okay. Yeah. So all of my friends, stuff like they were getting in like at least 1200 minimum, right? And I got a 1080 and that was a super score, which means they combined like two of my tests to get the highest score. So I was like really distraught about that. And I actually got declined from every single school I applied to. Okay. Every single college I applied to, yeah. I was declined. Yeah. So that was, it was rough. And I was like, I was so certain that I was going to get into like some schools, right? Um, I got into one school, but then I went and toured it. I'm not going to name it. And I just, it didn't vibe with me. So I was like, if I'm going to have to take out loans, I'm not going to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm not going to enjoy the college experience. And you also so, do well in a college you're not happy at. Like exactly. my grades were a reflection of my happiness. Yeah. And I'm like a, I'm a city boy. So like, I'm used to like huge populations. Like I'm used to traffic. I'm used to all this. So like, I wasn't going to go to some rural, I mean, it wasn't really rural, but like, it was definitely not as big as I'm used to. So I got declined from every single college I applied to. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I, um, I was, I like took a few months and I was just super depressed and I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor now. So <laughs> I was just sitting there and I was like, how am I going to like resolve this? So I just YouTube, like Googled and went on YouTube and like I searched, I was like, if you go to community college, can you still be a doctor? And like, cause I was so certain that I was not going to be able to go like be a doctor. And I was like, am I going to have to like stoop down to the level and go to this college that I don't want to go to just because it's a four year university. I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't even offer the major that I wanted. So and then I found one doctor now. Um, do you watch the Strive to Fit? Yes, I love her channel. I'm pretty sure that she went to like a college and not a university. I, I don't I might be wrong, but I how I interpret remember it. her journey. Um I watched it probably so long ago, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure she went to like I if I'm making this up, please don't quote me anyone out there, but like I'm pretty sure she started at a at like a college like a two-year and then she went to the other one and she actually took an extra year and then now she's a doctor and then it's like just seeing that it reassured me so now I started at community college uh -huh. I'm extremely fortunate because I have enough scholarships to pay for my entire undergraduate career including when I go to a um my next college well the university stage for a junior and senior year of college um but just seeing that was extremely inspiring and just following you and you just like having everything on YouTube and just a lot of the new people. I, if I can recommend actually something to anyone that's like younger or like even in high school or even just in college too, yeah. is, you know, America Revere. Yes. Also. Love okay. It. So 
<laughs> yeah, love. I absolutely love her channel. I she's like the one of the biggest role models to me. So I started high school and she started medical school the same year as me. So I graduated high school and she graduated medical school. So if I can recommend anything, like if you can find a medical student that and you're in high school or even college and you just start and then by the time that they finish, you finish too. It's like you're both ce celebrating. It's okay. it's really it's really cool. So I was like. I was, and there's so many YouTubers out there now that are just starting their yeah, first year that I find. YouTuber. I feel like I see a new YouTuber starting med school like every day. So every time I open YouTube. People now, yeah. You guys can easily find someone like you. And they're super inspiring. Yeah. Because everyone has such different stories. And that's like something I learned, you know, when I started this podcast. I, this podcast is why and how I started talking to people. And I learned so much. I was like, wow, like one person's an acrobat. Another yeah. person might be doing something completely different. Like your story is different where you went from a 1080 SAT to having a scholarship, like pay for your undergraduate career. And like, that's crazy. And it really gives people hope because we all think like, it's just the top tier students who yeah. make it in life and who do really well, who get into medical school, who become millionaires. It's just those top people. But it's not, that's just not true at all. And it's you're not, not. know it until you hear the stories. Yeah, because like, I know people that scored 1550s, which is like right below perfection. And they're doing great things. And I'm just like, awesome for you. Like, congratulations. And, like, and at the same crazy. time, like you worked hard for that. And I'm, the way I look at it now is that I made a mistake early on in my academic career, right? So I know now that I need to prepare even harder than I did for the SAT for the MCAT yeah, in two years, three years. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, just listening to you, listening to other people, like it's one of the toughest exams of my life. Yeah. So I know how crucial it is like to make, to make smart decisions now and not let anything get in the way. Yeah. And also what you were like saying and like how the gap years and stuff like that, I was so beyond nervous, not for college, because I knew I wasn't going to take a gap year for college, but like for medical school, it's so <clears throat> like, how do I put this? Like a, not achievable, but like, it's like, I can do it if I need to. And I'm treating it as I, I can, if I want to, yeah, you know, I think it's not, it's turning into a normal to take gap years after college. And now it's almost like not normal if you don't take the gap year. Mm -hmm. um, but that was definitely a mindset shift I had to deal with because it was not my normal. And like mm -hmm. everyone I had seen that went into medical school, they didn't take gap years. So I wasn't used to it. My family wasn't used to it. Like they were very involved in my pre-medical journey. So I think now that it's, it's starting to become the new normal and like everyone's doing it, it, it is a really great option that you have. Mm -hmm. Because if I could go back, like I made mistakes too, like in my application journey. If I could go back, I would take those gap years because I wasn't, I rushed it. Mm -hmm. And because I rushed it, I took the MCAT three times to get the score I really wanted. And like, I didn't get the score I really wanted. I got a score that I could still apply to medical school with. But if I yeah. could do it again, I would take the time to like, the time that I, it needed. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not, it's nothing in academics is an overnight five hour yeah. Google search. Exactly. nothing and it's like it's really reassuring to see successful people mm -hmm. doing succeeding in the ways that you thought that you couldn't because you didn't get a specific score or didn't get accepted to this school you know 
And that's why there was one TikTok I put out a while ago now about like, hey, if you're a high school student and you're not getting good grades or you didn't get that SAT score you wanted, that's not going to define you for your medical school journey because they don't see that. Exactly. But, um, so you always have a chance to like do better, like go to a college where you feel like you're going to get the good grades because that's what your GPA definitely matters in college. Um, if not that, like even if you, a lot of people mess up their freshman year of college. And like, I knew that going into college, I was like, I don't want to be that person who says, I messed up my freshman year of college and now I'm stuck with a bad GPA. So like, I knew that going into it. So like, I worked 10 times harder to make sure, like, I didn't want to fit into that story because I struggled in high school. Mm -hmm. And my chance to like turn that around, like I'm in a new place, new GPA, like we're starting from scratch. But for those people that even like have that bad year in college, like you still have the chance to either retake a class and improve your GPA or to do a post-bac program, like it costs money, unfortunately, like, yes, you'd be adding to your, you know, your debt, but you still have the chance to do a post-bac program for like a new GPA that you get mm-hmm. to medical schools that like, hey, like I did better, like I, I know my stuff now for biology, chemistry, um, but that's not to say like keep like, you know, messing up over and over again. There's going to be that one point in your life where you're going to, yeah, you're going to have to like sit down and like work really hard for the grades that you need. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate because like this past semester, like a four point is in my first semester is extremely impressive, but yeah. like I'm, I'm an academic person. So like, I really love working hard and I like, I've had like the entire month of December off and it's crazy. Cause I'm just like, sleep schedules messed up and yeah, are you because losing your mind? <laughs> I'm losing my mind because like, I just, I love, love learning. I love being responsible for schoolwork. I just love everything about school life. Yes. And this whole month I've just been like, oh my gosh. But like the classes I took last semester were very, very easy, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's easy. I would say you worked hard for it. Um, I think, yeah. You know, I think as pre-med students and even now as a medical student, like we are worked so hard that we start undervaluing ourselves and we're like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't deserve to get the 4.0. Like it kind of trickles into imposter syndrome. Like I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. I didn't deserve maybe a 4.0. My classes were easy. It doesn't matter if your class was easy, hard or whatever. Like you still put in the work to get a 4.0. So I definitely definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to walk away knowing that. And I want anyone who's listening to know that like you deserve what you have. And especially if it's something good, you don't deserve bad things in your life for sure. But okay. if you're doing well, if you got into the college you wanted to get into, if you're getting the good grades you want, if you got into medical school, like you 100% worked so hard for that. No one I feel like, does anything for free in this country except medical students. We're out here doing like research for free, <laughs> volunteering. Um, like we, we don't work for money. Like we just do it to, to like get the experience and also put yeah. out applications to show that experience. So just know that you guys really put in like the most work to get to where you are today. Yeah, for real. So thank you so much, Zach, for joining the podcast. It was really awesome to have you on here. Again, if anyone's listening and they want to share their story, just reach out to me on Instagram. That is what, you know, this platform is for to talk to you guys and connect. And if you guys have enjoyed the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also, if you have learned one little thing from the show, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. It means a lot to me, and I read them all. Zach, do you have any last words you want to tell the audience? 
I do. I have two very small little things. Um, so don't be embarrassed about wanting to go into medicine. I was embarrassed my freshman and sophomore year until I found adults that were like, you can do whatever you want in life. So don't be embarrassed, number one. Number two, if you need like a break, take a break. I've needed a break throughout the first semester. So if you need an hour, if you need a day off, mm -hmm. if you don't feel like doing something, just take a small break, for real. It's very worth it. Yeah, that one day off or those two days off are not gonna change the trajectory of your life by a lot at all. And we don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks thank for you for having me on. Of course, for everyone listening, I will see you guys in the next episode.